Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bucus Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. This morning, I want to invite your attention to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, verse 20. The word of the Lord reads, Then they came uh, to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadareans. And when they had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains and the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus afar, he ran and worshiped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For he said to him, Come out of the man, unclean spirit. Then he asked him, What is your name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. Also, he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country, Now a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountain. So all the demons begged him, saying, Send us to the swine that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and there were about 2,000. And the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. And so those who fed the swine fled, and they told in the city and in the country, and they went out to see what it was that had happened. And then when they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon-possessed and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind, uh, they say they were afraid. And those who saw it told them uh, how it had happened to him and who had been demon-possessed and about the swine. And they began to plead with him, that is with Jesus, to depart from their region. And when he got into the boat, uh, he who had been demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus says, uh, Jesus did not permit him, but uh, said to him, go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. And he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis all that Jesus had done for him. And all marveled. Amen. 
Would you pray with me this morning? Father, we honor you today. We bless you for your presence and for your power. And even now, God, I'm praying that you would show up in an extraordinary way to speak through these lips of clay, words that would penetrate our very fiber of our being. Father, words that would undress us to be whole before you. Father, words that might save someone who's lost, reclaim someone who's drifted in their fellowship. Words, God, that would edify us and prepare us to be more faithful to the gospel that we've been called to. Father, I'm praying that you'd have your way in all that is done and all that is said, that your name would be glorified. And even now, God, as I stand as a vessel in your hand, Father, empower me and equip me to have a clarity of thought and speech, that everything I say, God, would be as the very oracle of God and nothing in hell can stop that. So, Spirit of the Lord, have your way now, and I will give you all the glory and all the honor. And all the praise, for it is in Jesus' name that I pray with thanksgiving, and I have high expectations that you have heard and will answer. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Katerine, I want to do a series of messages entitled Divine Encounters Around the Water and at the Well. This morning in our text, we get to see our Savior get off of a boat, and the text says, and immediately when he gets off the boat, he runs into or encounters a demon-possessed man. And this demon-possessed man and comes, and he's, he's got all kind of issues. He's cutting himself. He's crying out. He's in the tombs and all that. And they've tried to bind him up, can't bind him up and all that. But it is here at the tombs by the water, that Jesus will bring deliverance to this demon-possessed man. I want to talk this morning from the subject, deliverance by the water. Let me begin by saying that demons take on and have the exact characteristics of their leader. God created an uncountable number of angels. And when Lucifer, the son of the morning, rebelled against God and wanted to take over the throne of God and be like God, some of the angels rebelled with him. But because it wasn't democracy holding up heaven, it was God. The coup failed quickly and they were all cast out of heaven. There are some demons that are still free and moving about under and with their captain, Lucifer, who is now Satan, and they are working the works of Satan to work against God, to discredit God, to shame God, and to, how can I say it this way, to destroy that which God loves and created. You know why he showed up in the garden? of Eden, it was because God created man in his own image. And Lucifer had it in his mind that I'm going to be the one to take on God's image and God's reflection. Because God so loved man, Lucifer showed up to destroy man. Now, John 10.10 gives us a great picture of the strategy and the desires and the motivations of Satan. And it says that the thief, that is Satan, he only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Those are the three components of his 
of his character. And the character of this leader, Satan, is also manifest in demons. Well, demons, they like to steal, kill, and destroy. And so this man in our text is possessed with a demon whose name is Legion. Lord, help me. And we'll get to that in a moment. But watch this. But he's possessed like some of us. What, what, wait a minute, Pastor. I, I, I thought I couldn't be possessed by a demon. Well, if you're born again, you cannot. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. But everybody who shows up in church is not born again. That's why I say some. But here's what I do want you to understand, that the fact that you are not possessed doesn't mean you can't be heavily influenced. Y'all still here with me? Let me, let me see if I can, I can illustrate this for you. Hold on. So, if you were possessed, if my left hand represents a demon, what a demon will do is come inside of you like I just came inside of this glove. Y'all, can y'all see that? And I'll make sure the choir members can see it too, you know. So, that's, that's possession where the demon is on the inside of you and controlling your body, controlling your movement, controlling your actions. In fact, what the scripture says is that prior to us becoming born again, because the spirit of God that once dwelled in man had died in the garden, every man, boy and girl was born dead to God, but alive to the spirit of Satan. And we were the children of Satan, and we did what he wanted us to do because he was controlling and indwelling us. But I don't have to indwell you to influence you. Y'all see that? This right hand is not in the glove, but it's close enough to it to influence it. Now, the Holy Spirit is on the inside of the glove, but if the, if the glove stays close enough and submits itself to the leadership and the guidance of the demonic spirit, then the demonic spirit can still manipulate the glove and cause the glove to move like it wants it to. Y'all see that? So I don't have to indwell you to manipulate and control you. As I delved into the text, as soon as Jesus got off this boat in the country of the Gadareans, when he had got off the boat, immediately, Mark says, there met him out of the tombs a man who had an unclean spirit. This man is dwelling among the tombs. He, no one can bind him. They he couldn't control him. He, he had often been chains and shackles. He broke all them off. He, was, he had supernatural strength to break off chains and shackles, and nobody could bind him, and nobody could control him. They couldn't tame him, the text says. And I want you to see something about demons, first of all, and that is that demons will keep you in dead places. 
demons like hanging out in dead places because in dead places they get to be in control. Lord, help me here. As soon as Jesus gets off the boat in Gadareans, they, this man who's in the tombs, he's hanging out in the dead places where, guess what, where can't nobody in the dead places tell you what to do. He's in the dead place. He's enjoying himself, controlling this man because, and I need you to be thinking with me because um, demons like to lead you to dead places where, watch this, where there's no joy, where there's no peace, where, where there's no hope, where, where you can't breathe. You can barely catch your breath. Because it's nothing there that's breathing life, but rather you feel everything. And in fact, life is being sucked out of you. And demons will lead you to places like that. Watch this. And sometimes under the, the belief that you are where God wants you to be. Lord, help me. But, but while the... The life is being sucked out of you and you're, you're circling around in a place where there's no love, there's no joy, there's no peace, there's no hope, there's no sufficiency for your spiritual thriving and surviving. Demons love to keep you in those places. This man was hanging out where nobody else was hanging out amongst the dead people. And uh, if you look around you and all you see is people that are dead and hopeless and lifeless and you're doing the same thing that you were doing 10 years ago, you might be in a dead place. Demons will keep you in these dead places so that they can work their work of steal, kill, and destroy. This man uh, in the text, um, say, it says... That nobody could bind him, not even with chains, and neither could anyone tame him. The, the epitome of an unsaved person is a person who has not submitted to God. They're untamed. They're out of control. Even when you try to shackle them they break off the restraints they have literally lost their sensical minds to do things that are completely representative of an untamed human being they're animalistic in their approaches and in their thoughts they have no second thought about taking your life nor of destroying the joy that's inside of you because they are operating under the authority, under the, the power of a, a, a devil who, whose desire it is to steal, kill, and destroy you. And even in the efforts to tame them, you will find out that the demon-possessed and the demon-influenced person does not want to submit to authority nor be obedient to anybody. They want to do what they want to do when they want to do it, and they'll justify it by numerous explanations. 
But I'm trying to pull the covers off the devil this morning and off the demon-controlled and demon-possessed this morning to help you understand that that ain't just some right or privilege you have. No, that's the demonic control and influence in your life. Because those who are God have to submit themselves to the authority of a God who made you, shapes you, breathes breath in you, and keeps you alive. And if you can't submit to that kind of authority, you are no better than the man in a dead place in the tombs who is dead and trying to pull you down. Imagine being buried alive in a graveyard where you can't catch your breath, you can't breathe, and everybody around you can't help you, but everybody around you is dead, and, and the life in you cries out to be saved. <laughs> Even though in the garden when Adam took of the fruit, that was in the midst of the garden. The Bible says God told him in the day you do it, you will surely die. And even though when he died, guess what? In man, there still is a crying out for a God who will save him from this deadness. I don't, I don't care who you are. I don't care how bad you are. There's a, there's a, there's a sense in you that wants to live and not die. There's a crying out that comes up out of you that says, I'm, I'm looking for something that, that gives me life. And that's why we chase after stuff that makes us feel different from our deadness. And so we pour in alcohol because it, it stimulates a spirit in us that makes us feel different. Help me, Jesus, from the deadness that has possessed us. We try drugs because it gives me a fogginess and a feeling that's different from the deadness that's in me. We try men and women and sexual things because it gives us some sense that there's life, but it's temporary because after that, joy for a second is sadness and sorrow and they didn't call me back and where did they go and how come you don't like me no more because that won't fill the void that's in your life that's dead but inside of you there's a crying out God save me this man in the tomb is crying out and the text says he's not only crying out, but he's cutting himself. And while he's there, because the demons are destroying him and they're, they're using his, his bad situation to, to motivate him to inflict harm to himself. Lord Jesus. And so he's cutting himself with stones, in essence, to try to escape from the cage that he feels that he's in. Lord, help me, God. And so are some of you who try this and try that to try to escape. But in reality, all you're doing is destroying yourself. That's what demons do. They encourage you to destroy yourself. And remember, the demon doesn't have to be in you to influence you to destroy yourself. All they have to do is get 
close enough to influence you that this is a good idea for you to destroy yourself. Can I say this? For some of you, it's just people you hanging with. You know, if you keep hanging around dead people after a while, you're going to start acting dead. And you won't desire anything that brings life because dead people aren't looking for life. But when I'm hanging with dead people, what you going to church for? You're reading your, reading your Bible. What you doing that for? Why do you want life when we're enjoying being dead? And so the demons will influence you to destroy you. I'm, I'm almost done. It would be irresponsible for me to expose to you the works of the devil and the demons in your life and not tell you how to rid yourself of that problem. And my answer, as always, is this. It's in the text. Because demons will keep you in dead places and demons will work on destroying you. But when demons meet the divine, deliverance comes. When demons meet the divine, they come, look at the text, and fall down before him. Verse 6, when he saw Jesus from afar, this is the demon possessed man, he ran, he was under the control of the demons, and the demons who controlled the man when they had an encounter with the divine God, they ran, the demons ran. Lord, help me, God. The, the demons said, I've got to get to the feet of Jesus. And the demons ran to Jesus and fell down before Jesus and worshipped him. Because the demons are subject, and watch this, and respectful to the creator. I think this is so powerfully interesting to me because here we are in a culture and a society that has fallen so far from grace that they are arrogant in their individuality against God. But the demons of hell, when they see him, they subject themselves not only to his presence by falling down in a position of humility before the king of kings and the lord of lords, but they not only fall down, but they begin to worship God. I wish I was there to see the worship experience that the demons gave to Jesus before they begin to ask for mercy. Some of us right now need to say, Jesus, come ashore. I'm standing by the water. I don't have life yet. I'm, I'm still possessed. But if you would come ashore, and, and the divine can come in contact with these demons... I know I'll be delivered. And you'll set me free and you'll put me in my right mind. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church 
under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.